0: I mean, it's a free Windows program, so I like, Got it. <laughs> well, then I'll trust yeah. you. And I'm ready when you're ready. Oh, yeah.
1: You're recording this <laughs> whole time? I started
0: like right in between that. Nice. I didn't get our shit talking of uh, Audacity. Audacity. Audacity? Well, you should have. Audacity?
1: They suck. Yeah. Hi. Hey. Everyone's... Check check in. Get your buddies. Okay. You, who's your buddy?
2: Uh, uh Me. Me. I got my buddy in my right hand and my buddy in my left hand. Are you talking about your butt? Yeah, I'm
1: holding it. Alan, who's your buddy?
0: I had a little imaginary friend when I was little that was Max. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a little spider. You know? No way! You did not have an imaginary friend that was a was spider. I'm afraid of spiders, so it was like I don't. I think it was like the robot spider from like Spy Kids. Oh. I was like, ah, oh, this is my imaginary friend because I hate spiders. And what did Max?
2: That's do? very. That's a very like Batman type thing going on.
0: Yeah, I think that's. I was my superhero time. I've passed <laughs> it. Cool. I passed my prime. Did <laughs> you talk to Max or did you? I don't remember. Like I just know he was there.
1: I used to do mm-hmm. a weird thing when we would be on long car trips. Um, I would uh, I would look out the window, and you know where, like, the guardrails are and mm-hmm. how they, like, go by really fast? I would always imagine, like, a cartoon character
0: running on those and, like, oh, yeah. trying to, like, keep up with the car. I yep. did that, too. Have like, we talked um, about this? I don't know, but I, I I felt that where it's, like, running, like I'd be jumping over the road. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh,
1: shit. Oh, wow. Um <laughs> like this already. Um, But anyway, I'm David, and you're listening to, whether you like it or not, Dress for the Podcast, you want. Um, With me today is my now permanent co-host, Megan Greener. Hello. How are you feeling about that shift so far?
2: Um, I felt good about it last week, even if I was ill, um, but I still feel good about it.
1: I'm really glad to hear that. And our guest Mm -hmm. today... Alan Waters. Is I was gonna say your name. Oh, I can cut that part out. No, don't <laughs> Audio. cut any of it out. Alan's gonna start editing, which means I'm gonna get approximately one tenth of my life back. You know what I'm gonna do with that? <laughs> uh is it productive? No, no, no. I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to do, but it's not going to be productive. But um, Why don't you
2: tell them about your selection of drinks that you have? We're going
1: to talk about Alan, but first we're going to talk about drinks because Alan <laughs> has been listening to the podcast <laughs> and wanted to try grappa and also brought over something that he was interested in trying, um, which is a plum uh, alcohol from mm. Japan. I believe it's sake. Oh. If it's called, if it's sake, why does it say gekikan? Is that Japanese for sake? Because that's something I hate. You know what I hate? Ooh, this episode's off to a salty start already. You know what I fucking hate? Is how um, things that aren't in English still have English words, right? The fact that like the country is not called Spain. The country is called España. Mm -hmm. The country is not called Japan. The company is called, isn't it called, isn't it Nihon? Is that how like Japanese people actually say it?
0: Oh, I oh, Yeah, dog, this is a total thing, right? Is the blowing my mind right fucking now.
1: Fucking American American imperialism or or maybe it was European, maybe it was the English times. Like there's that play where they rename stuff, right? And like that actually happened, right? People went, "Well, we won't call it that. We'll call it mm, Spain." And so Saki might be
2: called something else? But called- don't don't they do that? What? In uh, in other languages too, they call us different things. Do they? Yeah.
1: Oh, Well, that sucks. Everyone sucks. <laughs> then it's not an American thing. Just everyone blows. Okay. But we're going to try these boozes.
2: Um,
0: mean, you... We make worse versions of stuff anyway. Like We've got like the California roll where we were like, this is sushi now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I was just I... watching a little video clip uh, about uh, how everyone thinks what they're eating when they go to a Mexican restaurant is, is only Tex-Mex. It's not like authentic Mexican food. Does right.
1: anyone actually think it's Mexican food anymore? I saw you Some some Some
2: people, I s- Swear to God they would. You know, <laughs> so we ask dumb. them.
1: Like, you posted a thing that, like, Americans voted Taco Bell number
2: Taco one. Taco Bell was
0: the number one Mexican restaurant. And,
2: oh, it, maybe we were watching the same clip.
0: Was that real? Is that a real thing? It's a real thing. So it's based on the fact of, like, consumers and how many people are doing it across the United States. And so, like, in context of the list, it makes sense because it's all, like... What's your favorite department store? Kohl's, which I was still like, why? Kohl's, right? Wow. Um, t, uh, I guess, um, what's it called? Target? There we go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Target doesn't actually register as a uh, department store, as a superstore. I, uh, I um,
1: wouldn't even know. What would you, what would you, if I wouldn't even, I would think Sears. I haven't been to a Sears since I was, you know. A baby? Well, that's oh. why they're
0: bankrupt now, David. Yeah. Don't you know? because
1: of me. I know it's my <laughs> fault.
0: Um, man, millennials killing right. another one. What do you want to try first? Do you want to try mm. plum? Oh man! Or do you want to try grappa? I need to get uh, you guys the the anti gravity ones for this because like I heard all of that. It was really cool sounding. But oh, all the thumps when <laughs> I like all the, the thumps, but out. it's uh, the vibrations <laughs> through the springs. Hey, man, I, I like to think it's immersive. Oh, that's good. Immersive, uh, podcasting. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's oh, like,
2: here. it's if like not can relaxing ASMR. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can you
0: hear me if we spit out, it actually
1: lands on you. The, oh, 4d here. You have to try the grappa first I'm going to try this plum. Okay. And we're going to see how this goes. Um, cheers. Cheers. How did that sound? It was great. <laughs> Holy shit. This plum stuff's Delicious. <laughs>
0: Try that. That was less great. <laughs> it's like he's having a less good time. <laughs> it's not. It's not terrible, but it's less great. It's not. It's not
1: very oh. good. Well, you're not going to finish it, is what I'm seeing here. I, I I'm Ooh, not in like. That's very nice. Isn't that
2: plum good?
0: That's lovely. Have you tried this plum? I have not. This have is my first plum. Oh my all right. God! Try the
1: plum. Try the plum. Try the plum.
2: Think you might have a better time with that one. Oh wow, that's so much
0: better. Isn't that delicious?
1: <laughs> and it's oh, it's not very alcoholic at all. It's thirteen percent. You could drink this 13%? whole bottle. 13%? 13%. Oh, wow. That ain't nothing.
2: That's that really nothing. wine. We're drinking. Maybe
1: it's a wine. Plum wine. Uh, oh, Plum it says, juice. It says plum wine. <laughs> plum wine, a natural plum flavor. Caramel mm-hmm. color added. Gluten free. Oh. Look at that. That's look nice. Look at that. All right, so. Is grappa gluten free? Um, oh, grappa uh Rubbing alcohol love- that you like. free. <laughs> uh, put the grappa on the floor. I'm going to, hmm, what am I going to do with this grub?
2: I mean, I'm sure I could take can it. you I have take
0: a... it away so I can keep podcasting? And you, or Because
1: I need another cup now for Alan.
0: I mean, I could just suck it up and drink that.
1: I really don't want you to do that. Okay. I want us all have a good time. I want you to know this is a safe space. Um, we're just going to get some plump. This okay. is my plump. You can't have That's it. That's fine. Um, Alan. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How. The fuck are you? No, no. The first question, the question I have to ask is, are you a successful person?
0: Um, oh, that's different than what I was thinking. I thought the question... You've listened to the podcast. I know, but like, I guess in my mind, I had set up that it was more of a, uh, do you feel like you're successful?
1: No. And maybe that's what I've
0: said in the past, but today I'm saying, are you successful? I guess, uh, depending on your view of successful, yes. Based on your view of success. Uh, based on my view of successful, where I am right now, yes. Oh, good. Tell me about that. Um, What's your eye? Right, no one knows you. What do you do? Uh, so I am a director, designer, uh, producer, yep. manager, whatever pays my bills in the entertainment world in New York. And right now, I uh, head up Dimly Wit Productions. Dimly Wit Productions, which yeah. by this time, by the time this episode's out will be featuring this podcast. Yes. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Um, it's so great because the same day we come out with our standby episode <gasps> and we'll Ooh, talk about that later. So much synergy. So much. Um, but yeah, I uh, I run things there and get recording things there and we're slowly putting together our podcast and stuff. Um, but I also design and direct in theater. And so I, I think I'm a good place where I'm at in my life. I'm successful for where I am because I'm here you know i'm in new york Mm -hmm. i started off in georgia where where i was at there's not a huge arts community right and so like i had no idea that i could make a career working on audio recording i just thought it was like oh you're in broadway or nothing that's all i knew about it and so it wasn't until i uh, actually went to my first summer stock where i was like oh shit there's so many avenues for this career what did you start doing Uh, i was a performance starting off in like high school and uh Left and really wanted to pursue theater, but didn't feel like I could. So I went to uh, a technical college for a few years for hotel, restaurant, tourism management. Whoa! Whoa. Yeah. At um, whose behest? Um, it was like my parents wanted me to have a something to fall back on. I, I guess knew it. That that. Um, what did you just say? So hotel? like in the
2: whole hospitality, hospitality. Yeah.
0: But it like it also. That was my choice of the other thing, because oh, I went okay. through a lot. I had 13 majors, I think, when I left college, Whoa. and I never finished.
2: So, Weird.
0: Um, yeah, I just I flopped around for the longest time trying to find what I could do that wasn't theater, and finally I got cast in a, a show, Fuddy Mears and excuse uh, what
1: you can't swear on this what did you say
0: F- fuddy, Mears? <laughs> fuddy Mears. by the way you can <laughs> what is that uh fuddy Mears. it's by david Lindsay a bear it's a very oh i love him yeah we used to live near him yeah we did oh, cool mm-hmm. yeah we went to a party at his house once oh that's inc- that's awesome <laughs> wasn't it cool
2: it, it was a was it a reading that you were doing
1: yeah yeah it was a company was doing a series of readings we lived in brooklyn and it was really weird because we lived in a you know we were young artists so mm-hmm. we lived in a sort of like not 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 bad, but not great apartment complex. And then like three blocks away is David. It's like the Bear. full houses and stuff, and is, like suburbia. Oh wow, with his fucking six fireplaces, his and- wraparound
2: porch. Uh, yeah. His Shrek money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so you did fuck fuck funny fucking mirrors. Uh Funny mirrors, which is so there's a character in the uh, uh, play called Gertie who has suffered a stroke. Mm. And it's how she pronounced not- funny mirrors. Um, and it, it's a big plot point. I won't give it away, but I play a character named Millet, uh, who is actually a dual personality with a sock puppet named Hinky Binky, which I still have. I have <laughs> no idea what's happening right now. I don't know if he's making this up. I don't no, know. No, not at all. Also, why a, did you just post about that on social media? I the other did day? post about Hinky Binky not long ago. I'm a puppeteer, too, so that's why like, <gasps> cool. I do that. Um, but yeah, that show kicked it off for me, and it was like, oh, all right, n- now I'm going to do this. I'm, I can actually work. And so I started performance. And then when I got my first real job at the community theater, um, working back behind the stage, behind the scenes stuff, I fell in love with the technical side and the design side. So that was my transition. And now you have a lot of slashes in your title. Yeah, have you so do.
2: slashes.
1: What's your, what's, what's with, okay. Um, is gonna,
2: there, is there a hat that's the biggest out of all the hats you wear?
0: That's a good, I was trying to figure out the question. Mm. That's a good one. um directing is the main goal but like more in the uh artistic director side the managing director side i really think i thrive as someone that's behind the scenes and makes other people better Mm. and so that's the role that i really think uh i can do that the best as
1: what's your what's your i mean what's your uh broadway right i gotta think of a better way to synergize that question so like for actors so frequently like the Best of the best, the apex that I've made it is getting on Broadway, especially for young artists. Right. What's that? What's that for you?
0: You know, I don't know if I, I maybe it is being like a Broadway director designer, um, but I mean, long term, it's to actually make Red Barn Theater into a uh, successful um Regional community theater. Yeah, Red Barn. Let's talk about that. You want to go, you want to leave New York. You want to leave New York. I want to leave New York mm-hmm. at some point. I came to New York as a, a training ground. That's how I see New York is. It's for me, it's a training Whacky. ground. Okay. experiences. It's where you see who has the newest of new equipment and methods and everything, but you also see such a huge disparity. So I feel like it's a place where I can learn both sides of the tricks and mm-hmm. trade. And then uh, where do you want to go for Red Barn? Uh, somewhere more rural, probably somewhere near more, uh, Rachel's family. I think we've talked about like Pennsylvania. Um, okay. love Pennsylvania. Yeah. Big old box state. I like <laughs> Pennsylvania mostly cause I'm like, you know, I could be somewhere near Philly. I could hit the Philly market. Yeah. I could come back to New York very easily and continue working here. Uh, but it's also like the, the regional community model to me is just the tops. Or go to Pittsburgh cool. on um, the other side of the state. And I, then only have Pittsburgh. I, <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. The
1: loneliest metropolis. <laughs> is that what it is? Probably. It's, it's on also, the other fucking side of the state. You know how long it takes to get from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh? Your whole life. Mm. It's a long drive. Because there's nothing in between them.
0: Right. They also use Pittsburgh and Detroit as like the two worst cities in all films. Like oh. Gotham was the mix of the two of them. You're where right. like, What's run down here? All right. It's getting better. I mean, it's yeah. super green.
1: Oh really, Pittsburgh? I wouldn't for figure show. that for Pittsburgh. Yeah, it used to be because it used to be a and coal the, town, and the right. art scene is
2: supposed to be very good.
1: It's it's it is. I would call it burgeoning. burgeoning They have a lot of film going on there now, hmm. and you know they have a couple of theaters, mm-hmm. and so I would think that would be a good place to go and like say, "Hey, now we're in. Now
0: we're here." Mm-hmm. Is it the Portland of uh, Philadelphia? What's the state? The v word that's the state? <laughs> no, it's the. Um, i don't
1: know the south africa of of pennsylvania i don't know my
0: god
2: so alluring i mean yeah
0: maybe who's gonna be the next elon musk uh the uh roethlisberger
2: oh okay (laughs) i can see that because he's kind of a dick
1: yeah absolutely (laughs) which we've just found out about elon musk like who knew
0: (laughs) did you know i mean uh that he's kind of a dick yeah did you know before we knew Who would have seen that coming? Did you see that coming? Honestly, I mistrust anyone that has that kind of money Mm. ever. So it all happened with the car.
1: I don't know what happened, but after he launched that car into space, everything just went to shit for that dude. Everyone went, that's stupid. Why'd he do that? And he went, because I want to go to Mars. And everyone went, that's not a good enough answer anymore. And they started calling people files and he started smoking doobers. Smoking a weed. Mike.
2: <laughs> <and> <laughs> smoking
1: a weed. The problem was, right, if we we could be smoking weed right now, and no one would know, because this is a purely audio format. The problem was, he did it on a video. I can't uh. even say. I could be like, Megan, pass me that. Pass me the uh, bongs please. Okay. A, and I could be like,
2: and I go like, I, okay. <laughs> <I> go, oh. <sighs> ah, weed. <laughs> Tastes like plum.
1: Oh, it's that new plum weed. Tastes like
2: Japanese plum. It's so good. It's really
1: good. <laughs> it's such, it's like so sippable. It's that's um, the worst part about it. It's like when I first had Amaretto um, and my friends were like, you're going to love Amaretto. And then I had Amaretto and they were like, oh, yeah, and it's not very high alcohol content at all. And they lied.
0: Amaretto is like 47 percent alcohol. And I got fucked up. I get Amaretto mix up with uh Oh, I'm sorry. With what? DeSarono. What's a DeSarono? Oh, my God. It was like really popular, I guess. In the 2000s, because uh-huh. my parents definitely had some, and I always saw commercials, and I was like, oh, I want that. It doesn't taste good. <laughs> it's not good. Sounds like Dijon, I feel though. like every kind of alcohol my parents liked, I don't like. Huh. Give it time. I was just talking to somebody about, I was just talking to a preschool teacher
1: about this today, about how um uh, you're, uh, oh, I've just realized a fatal flaw in this, is So Alan's recording today instead of David recording because Alan's the boss now. And now I don't know how long we've been recording. Does that thing have a time on it?
0: Um, Yeah, it's got a time. Uh, It's been 17
1: minutes. Dope. All right, cool. All right, I got a good time frame on it then. Um, I was talking to a kindergarten. kindergarten. Kindergarten? Kindergarten. I was talking to a kindergarten teacher today about Taste Buds. Um, and how when you're an adult, they start to die, which is why you don't taste stuff as much, which is why kids don't like vegetables. Interesting. Because they're super, because they're, they are bitter. Right. And they are bitter. You just don't realize that as much as an adult because
0: you don't have as many like your tongue's specific taste buds dying. Wow. Um, so maybe when you're older, you will like. So is that the actual secret to the whole your taste bud or your taste change every seven years? I don't know. Hold on, Megan got a phone call. What's up? You can you can take it. Al and I can roll with this for a while. Um, you're. I'm sorry. What did you say? The whole myth that uh, your taste buds change like every seven years is that about how like your skin cells all slough off every seven years? I don't know. I I I always heard when I was younger that like if you didn't like a certain food, you should try it again after a couple of years because your taste buds would shift and you might have a different taste palette. Oh. But I always got told that about disgusting feuds. <laughs> disgusting <laughs> foods. Like uh, Norwegian feud. <laughs> Norwegian feud. And uh, I was always told that. And I am just now realizing maybe that was a lie my parents told me. So I would eat the food. Eventually. Man. What foods don't you like? Uh, we used to have survival. I call them survival meals. Whenever my mom was not around, we'd have like liver and onions. Or, oh, uh, yeah. no, that's not a real thing people eat. That's a real thing people eat. That's I a cartoon on a farm. food. Like, I grew up on an actual farm, so oh. we actually ate everything. Like, whenever we were really having a time where my dad was like, I don't want to cook, but your mom's not here, he would make canned salmon and grits. Whoa. Yeah, man. It's a rough childhood. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was not that bad. It's I, a rough childhood. We I always still had don't food. Eat. It just was sometimes nasty. It was just sometimes nasty. But it was also on the other side, because, like, our beef was from a cow that was from the farm so it was like fresh beef that would be a fresh Is steak. that not traumatizing? I mean not really growing up on a farm you realize that these animals are a part I of livestock you didn't name them No I did not name them Okay good it is a step small one. farm so like everything that happens is more humane than like a giant agriculture Oh okay farm. yeah so like not that this isn't traumatizing in itself but like the cow would be slaughtered more humanely it wasn't like oh you're being thrown into like whatever this meat grinder is oh i hate this um
1: Um, i don't like i don't like okra
0: oh i hate okra i used to have to pick okra and like it's it's even worse then because it's not slimy (laughs) but it's like sticky and prickly so when you go through it you can get cuts and they like burn like if you get scratched by a cat oh shit yeah okra sucks it tastes like styrofoam fuck you okra fuck okra Uh, I, my grandpa had a terrible story where he would never eat okra on a date because he was afraid that it would slide right through. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Man, I tell you, they came up with the craziest things when they didn't have technology. Uh, just stories about how quickly you digest okra? My grandpa was a part of 18 children. Wow. yeah, like that kind of farm family. Yeah. So like for Christmas, they'd get an orange and a peppermint. And so, yeah, and they'd be happy about it. They'd right. be thrilled. They'd it. They that thrilled that this year they got a whole peppermint. Yeah. So in terms of that, I'm not successful. I have never worked that hard a day in my life for yeah. things. But, but that's not your measure. So no, that's not my measure anymore.
1: Oh my god, I'm surrounded by farm people. My my I, my family used to do farms. Not my not my not my parents, but like I think their parents and their parents. Um, that's wacky. I also don't like
0: olives. I don't like olives either. Oh, my God. We are the same. And that is, there's a story with it, too. Tell. When I was little, I was eight years old, uh, and my parents were having, like, some kind of family get-together. I ran into the kitchen, and I saw a plate of what I assumed were green grapes. <laughs> my parents were like, no, don't eat that. And I was like, why? It's a grape. So I put it in my mouth. I spit that out because it was fucking nasty. I that like, is olives nasty. are nasty. And then I ran away. I came back a little while later. There was a black one. I was like, oh, grape." And they were like, no, it's not. And I did the same thing. Yep. <laughs> I I was a bright child, but there were certain slips. There like, were gaps. Yeah, there were gaps. Oh, my
1: God. I tried olives last summer again, because I don't know if I knew a seven-year thing, but I knew your taste buds shifted, so I was like, maybe I like olives now. And we were down the Jersey Shore with Megan's family, and they were all like, yeah, try it, because they're all, they're all, Megan's out of the room now, so I can talk about her family. Um, <laughs> they're all Jersey people, so they're all like, they're all like, Hey, that's all right. <laughs> They're like, try it, try to, try to, try to was olives, and I'm like, all right. And I try one, and I put it in my mouth, and then it went right back in my hand, and then it went into the bay because it was nasty. Yeah, my dad and uh,
0: they like stuffed olives. Like they'll get like, what do you stuff an olive with? Uh, blue cheese, garlic. Ew. Those are some of them. Right? I'm like, I like blue cheese, but I don't want it stuffed like it into o- an olive. Yeah, it's okay, but that.
1: That's sort of like when you know how um like nacho chips are really just a vehicle for nacho right. cheese and like nacho stuff. I don't eat them on their own. Yeah, you wouldn't just grab a big hunk of blue cheese, or would you? Do people? I, no, no, no. Blue cheese is a is a dipping thing, right? Not a
0: not a eaten. I mean, I will eat blue cheese on like a salad or exactly um, in small portions. I'm not just like. Oh, yeah, let me get those fries with blue cheese melted on top. um, Oh, God, now I want, like, cheese fries. I feel like we've strayed, though. Let's get back to success. (laughs) Fuck me. Um,
1: What? Okay, Um, so, uh, fuck, 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 fuck. I hate olives. I hate them. They're so bad, and everyone likes them so much, but I hate them.
0: I think they're nasty, and they're gross. They make martinis worse. Like, (laughs) martinis aren't good to begin with. Who wants, the, who's like, uh, oh, give me this bitter water drink. And is then, that, well, is that, martinis have gin,
1: right? I, they can be made with you vodka with or vodka. gin. I can't stand gin. I can't stand. It's it. like sucking on a Christmas tree. Ugh. This podcast, is gonna, this episode is going to be very make or break for
0: some people. <laughs> we hate a lot of things. They're mostly like sour foods. <laughs> I guess so, right? It's kind of a salt I guess, yeah. I mean, it's just that factor of like, but it's also to me like olives and blue cheese. Can you imagine your breath after? It's not good. That's the other thing. You were saying you stuff them with blue cheese or you stuff them with garlic. Like, that's not helpful. This just sounds like repellent of everyone in the room. Could you stuff an olive with toothpaste?
1: Uh, Would that make it appealing?
0: I don't, I can't see it being appealing.
1: (laughs) Okay. um, Let's talk about Dimly Wit. That's what I want to talk about is so Dimly Wit Productions. Currently has standby, yeah, which is a sketch comedy podcast. Yes, how did that come to be born?
0: Uh, so that was uh, born of uh, a very funny and wonderful Netflix film, a very stupid. Damn, I can't say anything. Stupid, a very stupid and futile gesture. Oh yeah, I love that. Um, which just finding out the story, even though in a fictionalized sense, uh, the radio hour they used to have. I was like, you know, we don't really see that's National Lampoon, right? National Lampoon.
1: The guy who, the guys who right. created National Lampoon um, stars Will Forte, and like, Will Forte plays like the main guy, and then everyone else.
2: Hi, right. Hey. Welcome back. I've been here the whole time.
1: You, you I know you weren't, because we were talking about olives, how much I hate them, but I don't want to get back on that tangent right now. <laughs> um, yeah, Stupid and Feudal Gesture uh, stars Will Forte, and then just has like.
0: Yeah, like Joel McHale plays Chavy Chase, yeah. and it's. They portray it in such a funny way, but I realized that there's a lot of hard work that gets left out of those things. Um, but I had like one of those weird nights of dreaming and I woke up and was like, we should do a radio hour podcast. And I contacted my friend Whit, um, because we had just been talking. We were like, I'm interested in the podcast format. Let's see what we can do with it and like how we can bend it a little more. And so I was like, hey, you want to do this thing? Mm. And uh, over the course of a couple of weeks, we came up with kind of the general concept and put together our first episode that went out on April Fool's Day of 2018. And immediately after, we were all like, uh, we need to stop. <gasps> and it was like, oh. hey, we need to reformat and we need to clean up things a little bit. Because it was almost, we had this idea that it was going to be like this rough, funny uh, podcast. And like then, in terms
1: of content or in terms of quality?
0: In terms of Uh, Content, But I guess in a way, quality as well. And then after that first episode came out, I was like, no, we need to spend more time on the the content. Sure. So, uh, yeah, now we're standing back and we've got that. We have a second episode out. Halloween is coming out on Halloween. Yeah. We've got four other episodes planned for uh, the next general months. Lasting until summer 2019, and then that's going to be end of our season one. Cool. We'll, like, come back the following fall. We're following a little bit more of, like, the general uh, TV production schedule, I think, than a podcast. Because mm. there's so much more production value that's going in. Like, we record everything at separate times. There's full designs for all of the sketches, so.
1: Right. It's and so you like, so you talked to Whit and you were like, let's do this thing. And then the next step was just amassing people. Right. Cause now you've got like writers and.
0: Right. Like- yeah. It was kind of the entire idea was the first episode and the first couple episodes was going to be uh, putting stuff out so we could also get in touch with artists and bring them in. We see ourselves as a place where like young career professionals can come and write and create things. We don't have money, but we have a lot of people that are creative. So we're like, Hey, let's put our ideas on paper. And put paper to uh, recorded audio. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and and yeah, for for
1: you know, there's a. I think it's an interesting um, not a dichotomy, but like so. Growing up as an actor, right? I would do like acting, and then came to New York. And there's a period of time when you're a new actor in New York, where you sort of have to work for free, and it's just sort of baked into the right um, crappy right. culture. Um, and now I'm past that as an actor. I right? don't act for free anymore. Um, but I love podcasting. and now I obviously like do podcasting for free or like on my own dollar and right. Um, I'm sort of like paying my podcasting due now. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Like I can do that for free, even though it takes a lot of the same boxes as acting. It's a new. It's a new. I was just a love podcast. not you love
0: podcast?
2: Uh, I I am liking them more and more. I am not a podcast fiend the way you are, but See, same, really, same. yeah, yeah.
0: Fine. I uh, I can't even sit down to many of like the actual long form talking podcasts. Hmm. It's well, just not my. I don't sit of, down to them. Uh, well, like whenever I listen to stuff like that, it's generally when I'm on like traveling, exactly. Um, but even then, I find myself uh, my brain gets kind of. And actually, will tune out. Like, I'll I'll know it's there, but I'm not actually listening anymore. Sure, it's just on in the background. Just what is white noise? What do you What do you, you, you Let's let's plug them by telling people what you ignore. Um, <laughs> I, I've listened to a couple of the different things from Rooster Teeth, and I don't really pick one or the other. Uh, there's a great podcast out there that I listened to for a while that uh, <laughs> is called Radio Shorts, and I fell in love with it one because it was similar to what we were kind of doing but also their image was a picture of shorts that was actually a radio on a robot. Cool. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's so creative. Um, But I was listening to that for a while. I have been listening to you for a couple of episodes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Listen to me. (laughs) Everyone listen up. I got important shit to say. Always. Uh, Man, this plum shit is good. It is. I can't. That's what I have to say. I can't. (laughs) What? You. You want some?
2: Uh, I had some.
1: Do you want some more?
2: No, I'm good.
1: <laughs> Someone has to be in charge of the podcast, and you are rocketing towards that position right now, Yikes. I'm so afraid to say.
2: <laughs> I can't. I left through half of it. <laughs> you did. What was so important? Uh, work call. <laughs> work call. Yeah. We talked about food. Putting we out had. some fires. We talked
1: about foods we don't like. What foods don't you like?
2: Um, TV dinners.
1: I mean, okay. Yeah. I'll but, eat them. But you ate them, and I ate them, and did you eat them? I pointed at Alan for the first one. I when I was
2: little and didn't know what I was doing, and they were put in front of me.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's oh, and I love, and so there's something about that, right? So you, so so, Megan and I, we are on <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And we are—we have a bit of a lady in the tramp situation going on. Oh, where you don't like spaghetti, she likes spaghetti, and you're
0: like, here, here, let's have this one piece at the same time. Dislike spaghetti. He's being a sharer. He's totally there for her. He's not there for that spaghetti. (laughs) No, in that like,
1: she grew up in the like New Jersey, New York metropolitan area, and I grew up in the middle of a fuckhole in Kentucky. And so I came to the table with a lot of like I rely heavily on the microwave for my cuisine. Mm. She came to the table with that will literally kill you dead. And
2: well, the day that marked me uh, happened oh, when I was I a kid like about it. about microwave. So oh. I have a story for why that is. Do you want to tell it? I mean, we went we went to dinner. Uh-huh. Uh, I must have been like in elementary school or something, and I had a steak. Might have been even as something as like. Kind of fancy as like a prime rib or something, you know. My my dad wanted to introduce food the right way, <laughs> right? <laughs> Him being a foodie, and you know uh, I didn't finish it because I was little and had like a nine year old stomach or whatever. So we brought it home, and the next day mom was like, "Do you want do you want your steak?" I was like, "Okay." She took that shit and she popped it right in the microwave. And it came busted. out, it was gray, Ooh. and I had somehow the nerve to put a piece in my mouth. And my whole life was changed for the worse. (laughs) Uh, But so that marked me forever. So
1: then on the opposite end of that spectrum, when I when Megan introduces food to me, it's like good for your bowels. When I introduce (laughs) food to Megan, (laughs) it's like hamburger helper. Oh yeah. (laughs) Which hamburger helper is the shit and Megan loves it.
2: It is very good. It It is. It's incredible. Like it's it's one of those
0: foods that you're like, oh, this is probably bad for me. Oh, Oh my Definitely god! Bad I mean, people.
2: it was always one of those things that I would see in the commercials on TV. I'm like, that looks really and good. You never but got but, to have. but that was also something that my mom would not buy. Totally right. Yeah.
1: You grew up in a in a in an environment where there's like, no, no, can't have that. Not healthy. Whereas I grew up in an environment where that was like, I don't fuck, uh, fuck hamburger <laughs> helper. I guess not like not not because like my parents weren't like like <laughs> they, they didn't like lock me in a cupboard or anything. They were just fucking
0: busy because I come from busy stock. So they be right like, I, hamburger helper go. Um, we like. were from a family that was like, you don't waste anything because oh. was that of farm aspect, like that, mm-hmm. they used every part of the animal all the time. Whoa! Oh wow! Yeah. So you, your tap shoes were made of cow hooves. Uh, I never tapped, but probably they used to. <laughs> there was a joke that the only thing they didn't use from like a pig would be the squeal. <laughs> um, I never found farm humor funny, but I, I guess it, it's.
1: <laughs> I had a mouthful of plum. You can't say that. That's really funny. few plums in. It's good. That, yeah, maybe that's a plum joke. I don't know. But it's a very good joke now. And my orange sweater is making
0: me very warm. <laughs> I think that's the plum. Alan, to what do you attribute your great success? Um, I have to say, I think it was the work ethic that came from, like, my family. And, again, I keep coming back to the farm aspect. But, like, they all had a really hard work ethic because it was... They would wake up early in the mornings as a kid and go work on the farm and, like, go to school. In the summers, they'd be, like, helping pick tobacco, mm. which I never had to do, thank God. Nice. Um, and so, like, I started applying that to other things. I remember when I was 16, the first thing I wanted to do, I was like, I was like, I want to get a job. My dad was like, no, you're going to focus on being a student. You're going to be in school. And my idea of rebellion at the time was I went and got a job. Um, oh like, my god! Mm-hmm. Doing what? Uh, I worked at Brewster's ice cream. I was a scooper. Nice. Um, it was it was a good cushy job for like my senior year of Brewsters. Ice. Brewsters. Uh, they're part of Brewster's Nathan's um so like it's like the, the same yeah the hot dogs mm-hmm. it's <gasps> the same kind of joint parent company whoa but uh they're more popular in the south because do, it's like do they make up. like
2: the the root beer and stuff like that is that them or am i thinking somebody else um
0: that's a w i guess they're like a- oh,
2: okay. ibc no.
1: makes root beer brewster's millions makes millions
0: hmm. hey what's uh, brewster's millions is i that have no me? idea <laughs> i just know like brewster's their thing was uh we made the ice cream in store you made it no, yeah you were a scooper uh, I mean, I also made ice cream that was the next level up. Like, I got to do that, too. Oh. I gained so much weight there because, like, as a part of being the ice cream maker, you had to test it. Wow. Oh. And they had a testing spoon that quickly became like, well, I need more to really see what To really know is. if this is good or not. I was distracted during um, that first taste. <laughs> my favorite was, like, there was a, a a New York Central, it was the name of the ice cream, and it had, like, graham cracker. It was basically s'mores. How dare they? Oh. Yeah. New York incredible. Central.
1: If a, there was a New York ice cream, it wouldn't have graham crackers in it. It would have. Urine. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Real food things. But it would
1: have like. It would have like. Uh, raisins. Uh, Probably. That would look like duties. It and would be late every time they went to bring it, would it out. would have graham cracker because it's like cardboard, which there's a lot of in New York. That's true. There's a lot of cardboard. Have you noticed there's a lot of
0: cardboard in New York? Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of.
2: Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> there's a
0: lot of waste in New York at all times. Yes, yeah. messy yes. city. What? Are, what's your What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Now we talked about we badmouthed a lot of foods. I want a good, good. Mouth I think my favorite foods. ice cream. It's been my favorite ice cream flavor since I was a kid. Is mint chocolate chip. <gasps> Mine <gasps> too. Alan and I have the same. Alan and I are the same person. Did you know this? Yes. We don't like the same foods. We
1: like the same. F- you do. You did know this. Yes. <laughs> well. <laughs> That's new
0: for me. Like, oh, my God. Are we going to have a moment where it's like the Lindsay Lohan, (gasps) Lindsay Lohan? You do have red (laughs) hair now. Oh, we're sisters. Because you dyed it. We're Um, sisters. Yes, we have to go to camp. Did you go to camp? I went to like, oh, we're here for a week. You got dropped off in the morning and you get taken at night camp. Uh. Oh, a day camp, or yeah, you got a day camp. Oh, yeah. But yeah. they
2: like took you to an actual campground, and they did that it kind was, of thing.
0: There was a campground there, but it was more like the backyard of a school. So sure, did, I did a week yep. long. I, I did a bunch of church. Camp. I think when I was late in high school, I did like one uh, go away camp, and I think it was like Snowbird. It was in. North Carolina. It was really outdoorsy. Whoa. And awesome. Wait,
1: where in Georgia did you live?
0: Uh, I lived in Statesboro, which is about an hour nor- north of Savannah. Okay. So, like, this was, like, a church trip that went together to this camp. And it was, like, really Christian, really outdoorsy, um, really intense. Like, at one point, we went and climbed waterfalls. Whoa. Wow. Um, and uh, they knew people were going to get hurt. And at the end of the week, everyone got uh, – there was this contest – And whoever got hurt the worst got an award for it. Oh, cool! Whoa! And uh, my friend won because he fell off of the waterfall (gasps) and uh, broke his coccyx. Oh no! Oh no! Which is, if you don't know, it's a lower bone in your back. Uh, It's you can't do anything for it. There's not like a cast that you're gonna be like. So uh, he could no longer play sports that were contact. He joined the cross country team. He enjoyed it, but. People would forget about it all the time and like someone would come up and like slap him on the ass no. and it would re break. Oh my <gasps> god. Yeah. So Whoa. Did um, he get a fun nickname because of it? He no, because he was just that guy. Like oh. he already had everything and he was lactose intolerant and would like come to the ice cream social events and support everybody about eating their ice cream oh' my be god. like why are you doing this he's like because I love you guys and then he'd like leave while throwing up out of his car oh, oh my god, god. yeah uh, best guy best I can't guy. decide if I love this guy or it would be like stop both
1: both, <laughs> both. <laughs> I would call him what would you call I would call him but uh but, uh break broke, bro, uh, broke bro- back broke, broke back broke back's <laughs> not back bad. Broke, broke butt not broke butt Broke Butt Mountain. <laughs> that would be the full thing. Broke Butt, short for Broke Butt Mountain. But a good <laughs> which guy, which is really what that movie should have been called. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my god! I was expecting more of a western going in. To, to broke back? Yeah, I think it's more of an eastern, if you know what I mean, or a southern.
0: Wait, I got nothing. There should be like a really sad, but um, right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you make there it into be. that horn that's actually a drum roll? It's more, more. Oh.
2: Or a little clown horn. There's
0: actually there's an old uh, cartoon that's got a claymation and there's a monkey in it that does the rim shot and he looks at the camera and he's upset that he's doing and he like does the drum roll and rim shot and then he just looks at the camera. I remember what you're talking about, but I don't know. Don't know it's a movie. I think it's the same animation team that did like Chicken Run and all of that. Oh, Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Sure.
1: Um, Well, let's. Let's start to wrap up. Let's slowly wind down. Um, give the people some advice. Um, give mm, give the people give the people some advice on. Uh, I'm really interested in this concept because I think it's something that I do and have done, and I'm trying to do less of of wearing so many hats and having so many slashes in your title. Give the people some advice on how
0: to keep all those balls in the air. Um, I think the biggest part of it is. Uh, It sucks, but get used to being tired. Mm. Um, And even at times, like when you're tired, you are going to not usually give your best work. But you're still putting effort forth, and that that matters. Mm. Um, Especially again in our you know arts economy career, where you have to do some of these things for free. Don't oversell yourself, but do as much as you can early on because our bodies are a little more resilient. Talking about overselling, what do you mean? Um, Don't you know, you can't work everything for free no. and expect to live. Yeah. yeah. At at a certain time, even if it is not what everyone's calling a survival job, if it's working something that's not directly in theater, that's okay. You're still getting skills and experience that you can apply. Yeah. It's life experience, um, but don't give away all of your time. But give away some of
1: it. Give away, some, give away a little bit. A little blow it out in the wind and see what comes back. Yeah. Someone said that to me. Someone said the other day. Uh, I mean, which is, there are so many adages about it, but just
0: like, you don't get what you don't ask for. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, experience is never going to be a bad thing. Worst case scenario, it's a lesson, it's a story, Mm -hmm. it's a joke. I mean, I've had so many interactions that just turn into, oh my God, that guy just tried to sell me life insurance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you do have to learn from it, right? Yeah. You have to, you need, you have to find things to apply to life. Yeah. All of my customer service experience has definitely helped because I, I know how to handle a situation in a room when people are upset. I put on a little bit of a country twang and I calm them down. It does help. It's so helpful. Ooh. Anytime someone's called in and I've worked in a box office and they were like angry, I'd just be like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. How can I help you? And like, I do that too. I don't even know if I'm conscious of that until just this moment. Oh, I sign all of my like intro emails. Hey, y'all. Cool. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all.
1: I'm I, from I the South, which means... I can't uh, get away with that. Y- yeah, you can. You you could could I've heard hate, you're Southern. Hey, you guys. Huh? I've heard you're Southern. You can do it. <laughs> but that's the thing. You can, right? Because people automatically assume that you are friendlier, naturally, mm-hmm. and maybe just a little bit dumber.
0: Yeah. And people love to feel smarter than other people. Yeah. That's... Um, I hate to say it, but that's totally it. Like... People, whenever I put on the summer Southern voice, they they think I'm I'm nicer, but that they actually hold the power. Exactly, hmm. but they don't. Like, yeah. because you're fooling them. I think that's why I love directing. Oh, I love <laughs> you're directing to fool people. Um, well, no, it's that in the crudest of way, you're manipulating people into coming up with ideas that you had first. So you're like mm-hmm. finding mm-hmm. actors. That you're are that guy. finding where they're going in the in their own way, which they should. Like I can't be like, this is what you need to do. They need to discover what they need to do, and I need to let them in hand may put my hand in and be like, here, this is a natural progression. But I can't be like, you're this, and this is why. Yeah. That's say the, say choice. this word like this, and then walk over there and slap him. Right. I don't, I I don't know what play him. we're doing. Because then the question comes into why, and I'm like I don't want to answer why for you. I want to I want to ask you why.
2: Nice. Yeah.
0: All right, let's say bye to Alan. Ready?
1: Three, two, one.
2: Bye.
1: Oh, you didn't do it.
2: Do what?
1: I don't know. You. What do you want me to do? I don't know. Say bye to Alan.
2: Bye, Alan. I'm melting. <laughs> oh, <no.
1: laughs> I've had too much plum. I can't do shit. How do you want
0: to end the episode, please?
2: Uh, um, uh, take another sip oh. and say bye. Okay.
0: Here I go. Oh, do we need to like quell this together? Quell this cup. I mean like
2: Ready go There we go That's what it is <laughs> I did a bad job <laughs> That wasn't good Bye <laughs>